Oh, oh no. no! I don't want anything to do with this shit. Got rid of it. <laughs> In this man, it's somebody's son, brother, husband. Somebody's missing this person. It's hard to believe. Oh yeah, totally. True crime story time. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of True Crime Story Time. Haha, <laughs> you thought that was my real voice. Just kidding. This is our very first episode. I love working with Elsie and Raz. We are three people who met in a group and decided to start a podcast. We live all different places in the world and we're getting together, Zooming each other, and recording with each other, which is, is awesome. It's, it's been amazing. I hope you enjoy it. Gonna do the cliche thing and say, tell a friend, you know, rate us. Let us know how our first episode went. Maybe some good constructive criticism would help. Yeah, enjoy the first episode. Thanks for listening. All right. This story is, um, this bitch is crazy. Got my notepad. Okay. <laughs> what are you writing down? Taking notes. You acted all professional. I know. Shit. Dang, he's got that nice <laughs> yeah, that point and everything. Okay, okay, um, I'm I might have a notepad and pen sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to True Crime Storytime first episode. Yeah, yeah. Baby. <laughs> Finally, my case is on Catherine Mary Knight. Do you both know? Yes. You know? Oh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited. Even when we do stories that we've heard before, I still learn. There's, all, there's always and something story, to learn. Exactly. And this story is, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So Catherine Mary Knight, born October 24th, 1955. Originally from the town of Aberdeen in New South Wales. Catherine was born into an unconventional and dysfunctional family, which... Is definitely a theme, pretty much, with everything, like with all the serial killers. And, and I know it's like a doll, you know, like obviously that's what they all say about serial killers and kill and murderers that they kind of never had a really good childhood. And I can't even think of one who had a decent childhood, maybe, who decided to murder someone. In, my, in the back of my head somewhere, I can think of a story, but I can't think of a name. I'll have to Google it. Yeah. All right. So yeah, she had an unconventional and dysfunctional family. Her mother, Barbara, was married to a man named Jack Rogan. Together, they had four boys. Barbara began to have an affair with a man named Ken Knight and was a co-worker in front of Jack. Okay. Yeah, that was very nice of her. After the neighborhood found out about the affair, it became a major scandal. All the local backlash forced Barbara and Ken Moore moved to Moray, New South Wales. So I don't know if I'm saying that correct. Sounds like very much like small town mentality. Okay. That's why yeah. the whole neighborhood was, yeah. was talking. None of her four sons came with her. The two oldest stayed with Jack and the other two moved in with an aunt in Sydney, Australia. Barb and Ken went on to add additional children, two twin girls. In 1955, which was Catherine Knight, and she was the youngest out of two twins. So, I guess, I don't know why that's important. Ken, Catherine's father, was, no surprise, was an alcoholic who openly used violence and intimidation on his children and wife. He would rape Barbara up to ten times a day. 
In return, Barb often told her girls intimate details of her sex life and how much she hated sex and men. Mm. So, I mean, do you blame her? I mean, I wouldn't tell my kids about my sex life, but... Right. But who else has she got to turn to? True that. She's... Yeah, she moved, and the only person she has to talk to is her children. Later on in life, Catherine complained about her partner wanting to partake in a a sex act she was not comfortable doing. And Barb's advice was, just put up with it and stop complaining. Yeah. Yeah. So supportive. I put, thanks, Bob. Catherine claimed to have had been sexually assaulted by several members of her family up until age 11. But though not from her father. So I don't know. I don't know if I believe that, but apart yeah. from the twin sister, Catherine was very close to her uncle Oscar. Okay. This is where I think where her bla- her brain just switches and she's just a fucking shitty person after this. So her favorite uncle dies. Uh, he committed suicide. He was a champion horseman. And she swore up and down that Oscar ghost would visit her often. Which, you know, it could have. I believe in that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's one of them you can't just, you know, brush it aside. If, if right. she felt like she was, then she felt like she was. It's... Right. There you go. So yeah. the family <laughs> took that as they should move back to Aberdeen in the same year that Uncle Oscar committed suicide. Kathy attended Moswell Brook High School, and she was a loner who often bullied smaller children. One of Kathy's teachers witnessed Kathy's assault on a little boy with a weapon. They didn't say what kind of weapon, but still, it's assault. <laughs> so, so. When she wasn't enraged, Kathy was a model student and often earned awards for her behavior. But she also likes to attack little boys <laughs> and assault them, so I don't fucking crazy. Yeah. So she dropped out at age 15 without having learned reading and writing. She got hired as a cutter for a woman's clothing shop. 12 months later, she quit and she started the job she said was the best job of her life and of her dreams to work in a slaughterhouse, cutting entrails and internal organs off animals at the local slaughterhouse. That's her dream job, guys. She, lo- she loved it so much, she was quickly promoted and given her own set of knives. Well, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah it, it actually is. A little bit of info. Kathy's new knives were hung above her bed so they would be handy if she needed them or if something happened to her at night. I remembered that. Guys. That's one thing I remember. Marriages. Her first husband, David who she met at work in 1973 uh, during working at the slaughterhouse. Kellett often got into fights with co-workers and Kathy often would step in and back him up with her fists. Kathy and Kellett married in 1974 at her request. <laughs> Kathy's mother, Barb, pulled Kellett aside before the wedding and said, watch out, Kathy will fucking kill you. You're fucked. So Do you know these things where somebody's waving a major red flag in front of your face? Yeah. Oh god. And that's what I throughout this whole story. There's so many red flags, but that that's a red neon sign. That's right. <laughs> like that's a red slap to the face. If you think yeah. that's a red sign, listen to this. On their wedding night, Kathy tried to strangle Kellett 
She later explained it was because he fell asleep after only having sex three times. Okay, okay I, I'm with her. <laughs> I mean, sex is cool and everything, but I, I don't mean, think I could even. Mom's got to sleep. Gotta read <laughs> hard. Overall, she was very violent. On an occasion, a very pregnant Kathy burned all of his clothes and hit him in the back of the head with a frying pan because he was late coming home from a darts competition after reaching the finals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like hitting someone in the head with a frying pan is so, like, comedic. Like, And I will tell you, it was always a thing in my family because my mother literally was a cast iron chucker. She would really, oh, she was a little country. She was Italian and a country girl and she could chuck a freaking cast iron skillet. I mean, and I used to think it was funny until the story, (laughs) until the story story that made me realize that that shit's not funny. That's abuse. Yeah. See, I always grew up thinking that just happened on TV. Like I said, the Flintstones, I always thought it was, you know, Wilma with the frying pan as Fred came through the door. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, my mother, I distinctly remember my mother chucking a cast iron skillet at my sister and I'm sitting there reading and I felt it whiz past my head. I mean, that that's, yeah, <laughs> cast iron. Yeah, no, fuck that. Oh God, you know what's really bad? I have that skillet. You still have it? Does it have dent marks <laughs> in it? Yeah, does it blood no, on it? it's cast iron. <laughs> <laughs> in fear for his life, he ran out of the house to a neighbor's house and was treated for severe fractured skull. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cast iron. Yep. Let's see. Later, Kathy talked David into dropping the charges. I don't know. You'll see throughout this whole case that she gets her way one way or the other. I don't know how she does it, but. Well, I mean, it's not often you hear of spousal abuse being the female. From the woman. Yeah, yeah. Right. it is, right. you know, predominantly a woman getting, being the victim, sorry, in that yeah. sense. I so do it think is, it happens more than we hear, but it, oh, is usually, it, it is usually the other way around. It's not a masculine thing to tell your friends that your wife beats you, you know? So oh, I don't think not. that right. he would want to share that info. In May of 1976, shortly after giving birth to their first child, Melissa Ann, Kyla left Kathy for another woman and moved to Queensland, obviously because he couldn't handle living in that house. Okay, how old is she at this point? Young, That's though. okay. That's okay. Yeah, because she just had her first child. So she was doing this shit early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From what well, like, yeah, at school. She started early in school. Yeah. You know, that abuse towards boys has already started. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It just, Wow. The next day, Kathy was seen walking down the main street with a baby in a pram or a stroller, violently throwing the stroller side to side with the baby in it. She finally became admitted to St. Elmo's Hospital in Tamsworth, where she was later diagnosed with postpartum depression and spent several weeks recovering. I mean, postpartum is no joke, you know. Oh, no, I had it. Oh, yeah, no, it's not. Severely. It's not. Yeah. But I I don't think that I would swing I, my baby in a feeling, stroller down the street. Yeah, I get the feeling that for her, it was like she was almost having fun strolling down the street, banging the baby. Possibly. You know what or, I mean? you know, getting back at pellet. Right. Yeah. Right. It could have even been a cry for help. You never know. Oh, maybe. 
Yeah, that's true. I think that would definitely be a cry for help if someone sees you swinging your baby. Yeah. Up and down (laughs) in a stroller. Kathy was released. She checked the train schedule and shortly after learned a train was coming soon. She placed her two-month-old Melissa Ann on the tracks and decided to buy an axe and walk into town threatening to kill everybody. I did not know about that. Wow. Wait, what about Melissa Ann, you ask? Yeah. (laughs) A homeless man who was named as Old Ted, forging near the tracks, found and rescued Melissa minutes before the train passed by. Well, is this, this is after she's been released. Yeah, this is like maybe a day after she was released from the hospital. So she obviously wasn't. Well, still. Well, cured, you know, I'm not saying cured, but she obviously wasn't still in the right frame of mind. Mm -hmm. Kathy again, taken to St. Elmo's, but recovered and signed herself out the following day. Say what? How do you, how do you cover I, that bad? So yeah. no wonder oh she wasn't in the right man. state of mind. Uh, I oh can't believe she was able man. to sign herself out, but how? It's crazy. But you know, they yeah. back then they did things really differently. After a few days, she slashed a woman's face with her beloved knife and demanded she drive her to Queensland to find Kelly. Oh, yeah. The woman escaped after they stopped at a service station. And by the time the police came, Kathy had taken a young boy hostage with her knife. Oh, Yeah. And she was finally attacked by the police. But get this. They attacked her with brooms. (laughs) I don't know. Did did their uniform say Hogsmeade Police Force? I don't know. (laughs) But I'm like, brooms? the hell <sighs> squib squad <laughs> wow i mean even in okay. the uk we get we get a lot of stick over our police force but a broom i was thinking like maybe they called night sticks broom there brooms maybe or maybe well, we just... call them batons over here oh batons okay. yeah hmm. okay so she was admitted to psychiatric hospital when questioned by the nurses about the assaults in the hostage situation Kathy said she was trying to kill the mechanic at the service station for repairing Kelton's car and allowed him to leave before she could get to him. Oh, wow. Guy was just doing his job. The plan was to kill the mechanic, kill him, kill it, and his mother. So her mother-in-law, when she arrived to Queensland. When police informed Kellett of her plans, he left his new girlfriend and moved to Aberdeen with his mother, her mother-in-law, to support yeah. Kathy. Hold on a minute. Yeah. You want so, okay. So you heard that your crazy ex, who you've already escaped from once, yep. is on a rampage to kill you and your mother. So you're going to move back where you've escaped from and help support your mother and her instead of just getting the mother-in-law the fuck out of there. Absolutely. How's the mother-in-law okay with that? Your kid. Okay. Yeah, there's a child in this situation. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what she does. Maybe she scares the shit out of him. And he's like, okay, fine. As long as you don't hurt anybody, I'll come back. That's not out of the realm of possibility and understandable. Kathy was released from the hospital and left into the care of his new mother-in-law. So while he was working, mom-in-law babysits Kathy <laughs> and the pictures Kathy's not a small woman um she is muscular oh. and tall 
and scary. Oh, she works in an abattoir. It's heavy work. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and she's 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 a well, she's not a comely woman. Well, I was gonna say she has a kind face. She has really pretty curly hair. You don't think her face is kind? <laughs> I just wouldn't go for someone like that beating her husbands and boyfriends and it just keeping people hostage. And I just can't get over mumbling law babysitting murderer to be yeah like i'm the mom-in-law yeah. and i'm i know that this bitch tried to kill me or wanted to kill me but i'm gonna babysit yeah. her yeah she later found another job at a slaughterhouse and they had another daughter march 6th so they just keep coming her name was natasha marie as far as melissa ann the first daughter i assume she grew up in the system because there wasn't really much on her but later on Kathy got custody of her again. I was going to say there might not be a lot of record of her because of, well, she was a child, so usually they keep that. Right. Oh, yeah. It's quite confidential. Kathy finally left Kellett this time and rented a house nearby Moosebrook, close to her parents. She returned to the first slaughterhouse she previously worked at. And the dream job. Yeah, her dream job. She injured her back and went on disability. All right, so this is called the dating game because this is all about the people or the men she had in her life and what she fucking did to them. The first oh. one's name is David Saunders. She met him at, at the age of 38. He was a coal miner in 1986. A few months later, he moved in with Kathy and both had a daughter. So they, they added another. This is game. one fertile woman. Yes. He decided to keep his apartment just in case. Smart move. Yeah. <laughs> I said, boy, was that not the first sign of red flags? <laughs> Keeping your apartment just in case something happens. <laughs> Soon after, yeah. Kathy kicked David out, accusing him of cheating. So, of course, he moved back into his apartment. And Kathy begged him to come back. In 1987, Kathy cut the throat of, of David's two-month-old dingo puppy right in front of him for no reason. Oh, that's that poor puppy. <laughs> okay, you ready? In 1988, yeah. Kathy and David welcomed a third daughter, Sarah Sanders. So the bitch killed my dog, so I'm gonna have another daughter. I'm gonna get a pregnant. Right. Yeah. Eventually, they bought Kathy's house that she was renting, and she decided to deck it out with animal skins, machetes, and pitchfork all over. As you do. The house. Yeah. There was no uncovered surface of the walls. I mean, as you do, if you're Jason Voorhees. Right. That's totally normal. <laughs> I can't say anything. I've got a, a lot of weird shit in my house. So. I all right. Like, he's got all the stuff in the background. <laughs> I cannot even tell you all the number of knives and swords in this house. So we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy hit David in the face and stabbed him in his abdomen with a pair of scissors after an oh argument God. broke out between the two. He survived and decided that he would move back to his old town. Yeah, I don't blame him. Into his old building. And he went into hiding, mm. which I think I would too. Clever, mom. I don't know. I feel like I would steal <laughs> my kids first, though. Kathy tried to find him, but no one admitted to knowing his whereabouts. He got fucking lucky. Yeah. Well, the last one who said he knew where he went was a mechanic who nearly <laughs> got killed. Right. Yeah, there you right? go. <laughs> a year or two later David returned back to see his daughter and found out that Kathy had went to the police and she had put a restraining order on him so he couldn't see his children 
All right. Next boyfriend, John Chillingsworth. Um, Kathy met John at work in 1997 and shortly after became pregnant. Um, Shocking. Gave birth to the following year. Five? Child number five? So, yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Kathy met John in 1997 and they became pregnant. She gave birth the following year to a baby boy named Eric. Their relationship lasted three years before leaving for another man. She often does that quite a bit too. His name was John Price. Now this is the case that's popular with her. This is the man. Right. John Price had three children from a former marriage. So they had all those kids in the house. Yeah. He knew, John knew about Kathy's violent reputation, but still allowed her to move in. Uh, 1998, Kathy and John got into an argument because he refused to marry her. To get back at John, she framed him for stealing supplies at work and he was fired. Okay. For 17 years, he worked at that company. And uh, yeah. and this was at the slaughterhouse, right? Yep, this was at that slaughterhouse. Quickly, the news spread throughout the neighborhood and that she was just a crazy psycho bitch. And a few months yeah. later, yeah. Yeah. they were yeah. back together. Of course they were because men are fucking stupid. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, that vagina must be gold. I was just right. about to say it, like, that, whatever she's doing in bed must be absolutely amazing. Amazing. There's um, got to be something because, like we've discussed, she's not the most handsome of women. Yeah, she, um, I would say Miss Trunchbull, but with blonde curly hair. <laughs> Accurate. Apropos, yeah. I, will, I, will, I will sign off on that. Put you in the chokey. Um. Um, but he refused to have her move back in. So, because he was terrified she was going to hurt the children. Oh. Fighting became more frequent and no one wanted to be around them. His friends refused to hang out. His family didn't want anything to do with him because he was with this woman, this crazy woman. But why don't you want to play Euchre? Because I want to live. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine if you beat her? Um, uh, I'm not condoning to any man beating his wife, but I feel like no, 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 no. I meant if you were playing a card game and you beat her. Oh, and he, oh, Jesus, you were dead. And she lost. You were dead. Um, <laughs> after a series, now listen to this. This is so fucking crazy. After a series of assaults occurred in February 2000, John accumulated several night stabbings from Kath. Like they I'm were sorry. just normal. Several. <laughs> several. Several. Of stabbings. Like it was just, oh, that's just Kathy. That's what she does. What Kathy give you for Father's Day, John? Oh, this one right here? Uh, <laughs> oh my God. We're not laughing at abuse. Oh, no, no, no. But we would never no. laugh at abuse or any victim. We just want to throw no, that it's out. The, it's the, the absurdity it's of insane. the situation. It's insane. Yeah, crazy. Finally fed up, he kicked her ass out again. I would say that would do it. <laughs> Stabbing in the middle I of the think, night, yeah. Well, I think the yeah. first stabbing would have done it, but right, right. Uh, well, how did it get that far? You're wacky, you're wacky that way, Raz. <laughs> I'm British. Uh, later on that night, John mentioned to some coworkers that if he doesn't show up tomorrow for work, he's probably dead, and Kathy probably murdered him. The coworkers begged him to not go home, but he was terrified for his children. When he got home, Kathy was sitting on the couch. She sent the children to go stay with the neighbor overnight, and he walked to the neighbor's house to visit the kids, and he came home about 
11 p.m. that night and went to, I'm, like, I'm going to go check on my kids. <laughs> nope, I wouldn't yeah. have either. Kathy came back the next morning, woke John up, had sex, and then John fell back to sleep. Now, if anything, I feel like he should learn not to sleep around her. I don't know. Or sleep with her. Well, I got to. <laughs> Both of those things. At 6 a.m. the next morning, the neighbor noticed John's car was still in the driveway. The neighbor started tapping on the window of his bedroom to make sure he was up and then called the police when he noticed a large amount of blood coming from the bottom of the front door. Mm. Police Uh arrived at 8 a.m., broke down the door. They found John's body with Kathy after she took a huge amount of pills and she was comatose. So before she took the pills, I'm assuming this is what happened because the way that this was laid out, the article, it was just jumping back and forth. So um, Yeah. yeah, it's hard to read some of them sometimes. She stabbed John with a butcher knife while he slept (laughs) again. John managed to get to the front door, but stumbled back into the house where he finally died. Several hours later, after killing John, Kathy skinned him, hung the skin from a meat hook. She then decapitated John, cooked parts of his body with a baked potato, pumpkin, beetroot, zucchini, cabbage, and yellow squash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Actually, I heard that Human meat is tasty. It's supposed to be a lot like beef. Yeah, it's yeah. very close to like veal or something. Yeah. Not that I would ever know. I'm, I would never try it. I don't know about you guys, but. <laughs> I don't know some of the meals that you've seen Hannibal like to cook look for you and I. Oh, right? That's true, though. Yeah. What were they? Sorry, <laughs> Kidneys? What? How did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> they do look good, though. What is going on here? <laughs> We're gonna come visit you soon, Elsie. <laughs> okay, but um, don't sleep. No, <laughs> okay, don't go to sleep. Uh, she sat the table for the children, oh. leaving a note by each plate. It didn't say what the note said, but she attempted to feed them their father. Oh. Um, it didn't say if they did or not. I'm assuming so, but you know. That would only yeah, make the story more interesting. I remember about the story. I never remember. I, I remember the fact that she fed him to the kids, but not whether or not they actually ate. Anything. Right. Well, and she yeah. tried it too. She tried it and she couldn't stomach it. So she threw it in the backyard. So she does have a line. That, that's the line. She draws the line right there. <laughs> okay. So yeah, no words if they ate or not. John's head was found in a pot with the vegetables and the pot was still warm. So they think that obviously it happened sooner than later. Kathy's last disgusting attempt to have one last hurrah. Oh, it smelled. Oh, God. I don't ever, like, when you watch these, like, investigation shows or when they say they can just smell a dead body. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's just like, I wonder how it smelled in that house. Right. They say it smells like um, an extra fatty pork smell. I... I don't know. I I don't ever want to know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But from, yeah, from what everybody says, it's I couldn't imagine well, that smell. In my head, I'm just thinking you've got a skinned body on one side and a cooked head on the other. Right. You know. It's... Well, this just it, that reminds not that, but the smell reminds me of when Kathy Anthony had her daughter in her trunk and tried to cover it yeah. up with old pizza. You know, like you don't get that smell out. No. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Kathy's last disgusting attempt to have one last hurrah 
she wrote notes. <laughs> this is so messed up. I'm sorry. She wrote notes and placed them on each picture in the home with a bit of John's flesh on each one. What the fuck? Oh. So she she cooked him, fed him to the kids. Tried and she herself. said, you know what? I feel like just writing notes all over and posting them on pictures of my dead husband or boyfriend and adding a little bit of flesh to that. I wonder if she stuck the paper on with the flesh. Like <laughs> she's in his teeth. <laughs> Fuck up. I'm just so fucking crazy. <sighs> okay, we're almost done. The notes said, now these notes I have, this is what, and then she's a fucking whack job. It said, time got you back, Jonathan, for raping my daughter. You too, Beck, which was John's, one of his daughters from previous marriage. And little Eric, now play with little John's dick, John Price. That was, that's it. That's what it says. None of it makes sense. They followed up to see if her daughter ever was raped. Nothing. Like, they couldn't, like, she said no. Well, I mean, she's not exactly, you know, right up here, is she? She's Not Kathy, Kathy's daughter. No. No, but I mean, Kathy's, if you find a note that, if you find a note that's been posted with flesh on it, you think you'd take it. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying now. (laughs) Sorry. Take it with a grain of salt, which she literally did. Mm. and potatoes and carrots and, and yeah. yellow squash and okay so it yeah. sounds good whatever don't judge me <laughs> <laughs> you have a roseanne laugh <laughs> oh my lord oh lord okay so in court kathy admitted that she has amnesia so she remembered nothing from that night well that just Crazy. Yeah. Very convenient. Two psychiatrists concluded she had BPD, uh, which stands for borderline personality disorder. And to be fair, I know a few people with that, but I don't think they're going out and killing. Is that not what they also call disassociative disorder? What is it? Disassociative disorder. I don't know if they're the same thing. I guess that does make sense, though. But you know what? You know, you're able to be in a situation, but disassociate yourself from it right but i don't want her to be right though i don't want her to not remember no no i want her to be wrong yeah she was sentenced to life imprisonment never to be released that's it do we know after she tried to feed him to the kid it wasn't until i think it was the next morning when they were found right yeah where were the kids? I think they were there. They were probably sleeping. Then, like, the cops come in and open a pot. Dude's head's in a pot with some vegetables. I was be like, so scared to open that lid. Like, spelling it, knowing. Like, fuck. Well, we've all seen seven. So, oh, you know. <laughs> Should I say it? What's in the pot? <laughs> every time i have a box from amazon my husband says that <laughs> What's box? Oh my God. so I, yeah I, uh... so for me I, i'm gonna go all the way back to the beginning when she was a child mm-hmm. when she was why wasn't it picked up that she was having problems why was the school not trying to step in like obviously something was going well, on she's bullying these children but she's doing well in school but she's also not doing well it's really confusing um i think what year was that though well she was like she dropped out at 15 so i mean she was younger well she was born in 55 so she dropped out at 15 that's 1970 yeah so so we're talking about the 60s 
Yeah, they didn't really care too much about kids. Yeah, I don't think kind of stuff. Mm. Mental health wasn't a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's one of those looking back on it with today's standards. Yeah. But she got good grades and got a lot of awards, guys. I wonder how those kids are now. Probably dead. That was deep. Sorry. They're probably dead, but yeah, no, I probably would kill myself. So I don't know how I would. I, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't know how I did. Well, that was like that case of the guy up here in Baltimore that fed. He owned a restaurant and he fed people to his customers. Mm. Yeah, like, I'm happened? sorry. What? He fed. <laughs> he, he fed no. his victims uh-huh. to his customers. Right here in right here in good old Baltimore. Wait, so for how long before they found uh, out? You know, it I went. don't know. Maybe I'll add that to my list of stories. Okay. Yeah. That's fucked up because I'm definitely going to Google that. <laughs> He's up there with Israel Keys for me. And mm. his name is not coming into my head. I think it's Joe something or Joseph something. There's a great photo of him. Oh, that one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. it's terrifying. It's All terrifying. Right, the guy who was serving his victims yeah or israel keys customers there's one, a picture of him i think he's in his prison uniform isn't he raz i think it's i think it's like a set of dungarees yeah i think that's his prison garb and he's yeah. making his teeth look like they've been sharpened yeah and his bald head and the way they the way i've seen that photo covered a lot is it looks almost like he's got dried blood and that's like right there in baltimore yeah. Joey Matheny. Yes. Is that his name? He yes. made his victims into burgers. Oh my God. No. Yep. Do you remember the episode of Criminal Minds with Jamie Kennedy? Oh my God. He's so scary looking. Told he's you. Terrifying. Holy shit. He's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Oh my God. The bag's under his eyes, bro. That's the fucking boogeyman right there. It is. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. The other That's thing that point that stood out to me, I still can't get over what I called the plethora of stabbings. Yeah. And how it was just like, oh, spend a couple weeks at this hospital and you're good to go. Like, no biggie. Oh, what's the matter, Joe? Oh, calf stabbed me again. No big. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I guess fear can do a lot of things to you. Some stabbings. Yeah, like being okay with being yeah. stabbed several times in your sleep. I just wouldn't sleep. Like you said earlier, Brooke, though, how would you go to sleep around her? I mean, dude. Seriously, how how could you do that? Like, well, you knew it I'm was Kathy, coming. okay? I, I'm Kathy. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead and sleep. Yeah. I Let will me give never you a back do massage. that again. The guy knew it was coming. You know, he said, yeah. I'm going to be dead, and Kathy's done it. He right. knew it. It was coming. How do you How do you get in your car and go, okay, here's my fate? Do you just do you just accept that your fate is to be murdered by this woman and you go home? Right. I think also when there's kids involved. Yeah. If it was either me or my children, then you know, right. you're gonna walk through that door. Yeah. But I would have well, walked out it long before. Yeah, I would have walked back. Out. Maybe not after the first stabbing, but after the third or fourth, I think I'd have my limit. That's, that's your limit. Like three or four. Yeah, yeah there's stabbing. my line. There's my line. That sounds about right. <laughs> but if you Google pictures of them, it's crazy because they're like in the mine shaft, like 
smoking cigarettes, laughing, having a grand old time. They look like a very happy couple. Yeah. And that's why I said she looks kind of like a nice person, like like a kindergarten teacher or something. See, I can't see past what I know she's done. Yeah. To see that. So I I cannot see that at all. I I can't because I can picture her and I can't I can't get past that. You can't get past the skinned husband with the head in the pot. That's serving. the one. You're serving your father. Oh my God. For dinner. How do you do that? How do you? Oh my God, to his kids. I wonder if they liked it. Oh, okay. No, they couldn't have. <laughs> but they, I mean, they said it tastes like veal. So, no, for me, I mean, people were eating tonight. hamburgers made out of humans. For me oh. to sleep tonight, they did not like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they didn't like it. Actually, none of them took a bite. They were like, what the hell? Oh, I'm what saying I that to make is, you feel better. <laughs> yes, there's I a head in a pot. There's a body that's been skinned. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. There's knots with flesh on photos. And if you've seen even just the knots with the flesh and then you read a letter saying, here's your meal, bon appetit, right. would right. you eat it? How much of all of that did they, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not in there. I mean, I don't know if you do it, but if I walk into a kitchen and I see a pot with a a lid on it, I open it to see what's in it. Well, yeah. Well, they could have just came home. That in my kitchen. Sat down first. Trouble. You don't do that in my kitchen because there could be dumplings steaming. There could be, you know, nobody does that in my kitchen. I will. I then I cannot. Then I might go Kathy on them. I had a boyfriend who always got really fucking pissed off at me because I wanted him out of the kitchen while I cooked. But it's like, I don't want you to reach over me and eat off of dinner that's not cooked oh, yet. Like, No, that, no. Dave is, Dave is very often in the kitchen with me, but he's more like my sous chef. But no, no. But I, I just, I see what you're saying, though. A kid goes into the kitchen and they're going to take the lid off of the pot. I feel like she must yeah. have got to them before they came to the kitchen. Yeah, uh, and sat them down and was like, "Here's dinner," but they were probably well, scared cops... as fuck as seeing uh, all that shit, all the blood, all the you know. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say because didn't the cops say there was blood under the door? Yeah, and massive. That was the neighbor you know... the blood under the door. Oh my god, I'm so terrible. I was thinking that the things that she, the pieces of flesh she put on the the pictures with the notes. I was like skin tags. What I said it was tape earlier. She used it as tape. <laughs> Did you? I just yeah. <laughs> I said maybe she didn't have any tape. <laughs> she used skin tags. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, it's a crazy story. It's insane. It really is. And when I came upon it, all I read was the caption: "Woman feeds husband to children." And I was like, "What? I yeah, gotta get into this." Yeah. Okay. So, Raz, okay. I want you to do me a favor. Okay. Nope. Can you talk in an American accent? What we sound like? Well, y'all talk like this. Oh my God! No, we don't. What the fuck? I do. I do. You do. <laughs> That's country. Out here in the yep. country, we do things different. Oh my God! Y'all are crazy. Y'all be uh, tripping. Be tripping. <laughs> okay, so I think that that. That was it. Yeah, that's um, true. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, guys. That's a good story, Brooke. Very good story. Thank you. Well, All right, true crime family. All right, guys. All right, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Great Bye. to see you.